Podcast Fresh. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 55 of the Podcast Fresh Cafe. We are five removed from the big 5-0. I'm going to stop with that. Please stop. Uh, on the other end is Chris Torres. Chris, say hi. Hello. And we are here. Primarily, this is going to be like a, I guess, a special edition of the cafe. We're just going to go primarily over the game awards that happened last night. Over the awards, over the announcements, um, a crazy thing that happened at the end there. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's uh, no, it should be fun. But Chris, how was your week so far, man? Good, man. The week's done, so it feels good. Uh, right. I have Saturday off tomorrow. I get, uh, I, I'm, I basically work uh, six days a week, once, once a month. Oh, okay. Sometimes twice a month if somebody calls in sick or some bullshit. But basically, okay, I'm on Monday to Friday, and so uh, I'm enjoying my. Tomorrow's gonna be my second of uh, Saturday off in a row, which is nice. Very nice. No, excuse me, my first Saturday off. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, because I did work last Saturday. Man, it's been a long month. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, just enjoying the uh, the downtime. I can't believe it's already December 9th. Like, that's nuts. The fact that, like, Christmas is only, like, you know, 20 10, 12 days. days away. Like, that's nuts. Right. Have you got all your Christmas shopping done? If, if you call it that, sure. <laughs> shit, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty much done, I guess. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, that's cool. Congrats. So you've been there for like two months at this point. Yeah, it'll be three months on uh, December 19th. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. Congrats on the job. Yeah, man. So I told my boss, you know, I, I expect to see some more zeros on my paycheck next year, right? Oh, shit. Otherwise, I'm going to start Hopefully the at bidding. The I'm going to start the bidding war of 24, just like <laughs> MJF. Hopefully those um, zeros are at the end of the check, not at the beginning. Well, the thing is, is I took I took a lower offer just because I really needed to get the hell out of my previous gig. Yeah. Um, but I know what I'm worth. And so uh, I'm looking for an increase and hopefully uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, li- I like that positive t- positivity. Hell yeah. You I know what know I'm worth, worth, motherfucker. Well, when they pay you a salary, you can shop your salary around, right? Like if I'm looking for another uh, gig or whatever, I'm going to be able to see like, hey, they're offering x amount and if it's over this amount then um then i can consider it right yeah no, so for sure. that's that's a good thing i mean it is salary plus commission but at the end of the day i have to take a look at realistically because somebody can tell you so uh you know commission sky's the limit yeah okay sky's the limit but that revolves around number of opportunities number of leads market what's going to happen with the housing market all kinds of stuff right yeah interest rates you're a homeowner so this sucks but I don't know if you saw, but like interest rates went up again at the beginning of December. So uh, I don't know how much more that is going to affect your mortgage. But I saw something crazy. Like for some people, it could mean like four or five hundred dollars more per month when they go to redo their mortgage. So just uh, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm suffering with that. Don't even remind me. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to suck. Like one month your rent is, I don't know, twenty five. And now your rent, your mortgage is like. 2200 and then you go back like six months later and now it's like you know it's 2550 it's like what yeah but. it's it's not fun especially when i really think back like i don't want to say numbers but like when i think of what i when i bought the place what i was paying and like what i'm paying now in contrast is just a ridiculous amount of difference it's yeah it's not even it's barely worth it honestly yeah but, but anyways such as life what have you been up to man 
All right, so I've been heavily addicted to. Uh, I finally started The Sopranos. <laughs> wow, look at you! So I've been watching uh, pretty heavily. Uh, I watch a few episodes a day. I'm currently in. I think I just started season four. Right. So I've killed three seasons. Uh, honestly, it's really good. It's it's something that I always knew about. I was always around it. Like it, it would actually come on. I remember back in the day after like my parents' soap opera. <laughs> right. Uh, it would like, it would it would come on after and like whatever. I was too young to really care about that. But watching it now, I can't believe that show would air at like 5 p.m. because there is so much cussing and like titties and like violence and it's actually incredible. So uh, watching it though, really like I you know you you've seen mob movies and stuff. You know how that is. Yeah. This is a really interesting like take on it where. You get to see the guy at home with his family. For sure, yeah, yeah. What kind of a father he is, what kind of a husband he is. What he, yeah. It's not just like, because a mob movie is like what happens with the mob. Like, that's it. But there are episodes like where it just focuses on his kids and he's like kind of there, like whatever. Just, yeah. Contributing in some way. And I really dig that, really. I really think that it, it's an unexplored thing. I, I think more mob movies probably would benefit with a story that would focus on like the Don's like personal life or something yeah 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 there's a there's a few like that like Donnie Brasco's like that yeah there could be Um, also where did you see that the show aired at 5 o'clock it used to air at like 5 or 6 after uh, my parents would watch their soap opera around 4 o'clock it was on Omni it was on like um like Omni News it was like a it was a Portuguese thing that would give right um that was like back when I was like 10 like it was in the early 2000s right so yeah, Omni's um, for anybody that's not familiar, it's a multicultural, multilingual channel. Right, I think it was yeah. like Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, and Chinese. And Chinese, yeah. That's like a, that's like a group of deaths in the World Cup right there, right? <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, there. Yeah, but that's a, that's a channel that's like a little spicy too, right? Like if you went after eleven o'clock, they'd have like those spicy like Mexican novellas on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's my, my parents would watch those too. With sure. yeah, the hoochies with them being melons out, you know. So like, yeah, there'd be all <laughs> there'd be all kinds of that stuff. But yeah, I remember uh, Omni. Does Omni still exist? I'm not sure. I haven't had cable in years. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but I totally get what you're saying. Uh, I think you would like uh, Breaking Bad because. Breaking Bad, same thing, right? Like sometimes what sucks people in about Breaking Bad is they think it's a movie about like a drug dealer. That's just the one little it's aspect. The 1%. It's yeah. mostly about his dynamic of being like on the outside, a regular dad who lives in the neighborhood and picks up the newspaper and talks to his neighbor and whatever. Right. And he's <laughs> he's having issues with his wife and he's got cancer, right? That's not a spoiler alert. That that happens in like episode one, but like um, yeah, no, it's, you're definitely right about that. There is something cool about watching. You know, it's a gangster-themed thing, but you're watching it from like the perspective of like this family man who picks up the bread and comes home, and they sit at the table, and right. they don't talk about the business in front of the family, right? It's like, hey, how was school, right? That kind of thing, she, right? She has no idea like what he does, right? Oh, so. is that right at the beginning? Yeah, no, no, even even into season four. Oh, okay, okay. She, I haven't seen no clue. I haven't seen Sopranos, but I definitely uh, want to check it out. I think I told you this maybe on one of the cafes, but I rented it one time on uh, tape because I'm old. Might have right. been DVD. But anyway, it was like the first disc had like episodes one and two. And I only watched episode one for some reason. And I never just picked it up from there. Yeah. Uh, and it's not the first series that I've made that mistake with. 
So it's definitely something that I should probably uh, check out again. I will say this. I am aware that that show has a very controversial series finale. So I would suggest try not to like read too much into it unless you already have. But no. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I, I've, I saw like one. I started watching like interviews with the cast and stuff. So then there is this one video that I saw. I didn't watch it, but I read the title. And it's like what really happened at the end. And usually oh, right. when when the, it's called that, it's like, OK, yeah, yeah. there's some controversy. Yeah. Um, but back to what you were saying about how you watched the first episode and never picked it up. That was me last year. I saw the first episode last year, and I just didn't pursue it. I was like, all right, it's okay, I guess. But no, if you really allow yourself to like watch maybe halfway through season one, and I, and I hate that too. Like, I hate, oh, you got to spend time before it gets better. But no, it's it's just, it takes a while to kind of set the rules, I guess, of yeah. the show. And then once you're like in episode three, four, it's like, okay, I'm all in. And like, it's just been a really addictive thing to do like i haven't really played i've played some video games but like realistically i'm just watching sopranos mostly <laughs> so yeah something something happens to me during winter as well as i just want to watch things as opposed to i just want to sit on my couch get fat and yeah. watch things this is the first time to, though it's happened to me like i'm yeah. always video games over watching stuff. but this year it's been like let's just watch sopranos i'm also watching the crown on netflix with tiff uh, nice. It's about Queen Elizabeth and her. Yeah. Her, how she, you know, rose to power. That was cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Awesome. Awesome. So um, you haven't been playing anything? Uh, I mean, I've played a couple things, but not as much as I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just beat Sonic Forces. Yes. I did that as fast as I could because I thought I heard you could beat it pretty quick. Honestly, what I did was probably like a speed run. Like I, yeah, I beat it in like two hours. <laughs> so That's awesome. It was so, uh, it was pretty cool. So when I beat it, I think I gave my little mini review in the cafe, and I said that one of the things that I found ironic is some of the most creative levels in that whole game are like the bonus levels you get like at the end. I'm like, where the fuck were these levels? Like, you know, like you'll play like those special levels. So I didn't do like any the, of those. With like the oh okay, so yeah. there's these levels with like different gimmicks, right? Like okay, where like some of them are blocks that like have a timer on them, and then they turn into uh, they they turn into coins or whatever the fuck I can't uh, remember. Okay. But like each of the levels has different gimmicks. By the way, pause. You definitely are lagging, dude. Like I keep losing. I'm you. lagging really bad. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Did you want me to call you? Yeah, try that. Let me try calling you. Right. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Oh well, that's okay. Whatever. As long our, as I can hear you. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not always looking at you at all times. Yeah. As good looking as you are, I'm reading off the script over here. It's very sweet, guys. You know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, man, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we were going to talk about Call of Duty on Switch. We'll just talk about that really briefly, uh, dude. I never thought I'd see the day where I might <laughs> potentially see Call of Duty on Switch, but. Uh, if this deal goes through with Microsoft and Blizzard and all this bullshit, like we could see Call of Duty on Switch. Would you get it on the Switch just to just to say that you tried it kind of thing? Or it's not really your thing even at that level? No, it's it's just I can't do first person anything. I yeah. just I don't care for it. Um This there has been some developments with this shit though. Um You need to see the character. Yeah, I do, or else I don't feel <laughs> great. But uh, apparently, this was all a plan. Like, Microsoft's just trying to make deals, because they also did the same thing with Steam. They're going to put Call of Duty on Steam. Yeah. And uh, they're doing this so that the FTC doesn't, like, blatantly attack them. But too late, because the FTC ended up trying to sue them. And uh, 
This yeah. might go to court now. And even Sony came out and straight up just started talking shit about Nintendo. They're just like, you know, the Switch can't run Call of Duty. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like, oh my god. But this 10-year plan, I don't know why people think of the Switch. This is a 10-year plan. The Switch could be gone in two years. Like, right. we could have a new system in two years. So, mm-hmm. um, this has just been... If you really think about the saga of this and yeah. how this has gotten to this point, it's actually kind of mind blowing. Like, I would love to see some kind of movie in the future. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, definitely a movie. Right. I think we'll cover we'll cover this at a, at a future cafe for sure. But like, dude, it feels like Xbox and Sony like the gloves are coming off. They're yeah, but they're man. doing it in a very like they they put out these bullshit statements like. Xbox is talking about like, well, you know, they have titles that we just can't compete with. And it's like, oh, oh, poor, poor little <laughs> Xbox that they can't yeah. compete. <laughs> we, we believe in fairness. That's why they bought Blizzard for no reason. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just really interesting. And I'm not taking PlayStation side on everything. It's To me, there's a lot of bullshit on both sides, right? Oh, yeah. Um, exactly. And now we have this Nintendo aspect. It's just really The Nintendo thing is hilarious spicy. because if you think about them as, like, people, Nintendo's just kind of there like, all right, cool, we get, we get Call of Duty out of this. They have nothing <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. with this, but they're yeah. getting it. <laughs> this is like... Uh, like you break up with a girl, right? And then like a few years later, or whatever, like you move on and like everybody's moved on. And then like your enemy at school for no fucking reason, all of a sudden is paying attention to your ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Even though you know that he might not even be that interested in her, he's just doing it to piss you off. To piss you That's off. kind of the weird 10-year plan, all this bullshit with Nintendo. It's it's wild. It's it uh yeah, we'll cover it more, but I, I just yeah. thought that was interesting. But yeah, I want well, you might not be too far away from a time where you might be able to load up uh, Warzone or one of them other Call of Duty gimmicks on the Switch. Uh, the funny part is I can't see how that'll play off a cart. That would have to be like half streaming, half download, something, half, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it, it would have to be. So. I, I, I don't see it happening. Like They say 10 years for a reason. I don't think this is anything like in the near future. This is like way down the line. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, especially if Nintendo keeps like the hybrid model, like right, the one point five. Yeah, right. That's yeah. Crazy. Do you think? Um, do you think we'll be getting uh, uh, not a mid generation because this is late generation for Nintendo? I mean, do you yeah. think we'll get? Do you think there's a pro coming, or do you think Nintendo just goes steady and rides this car into the ground, so to speak, and then comes up with something new in one or two years? I think. I I honestly think 2024 is probably the year that we get the next thing. Right. Uh, There's a couple reasons why 2024 and not next year. Nintendo, it could be, it could also be next year. If it is next year, I wouldn't be surprised. But 2024, Nintendo has a lot of DLCs going on that are going to fill out 2023. Sure, sure, sure. So I feel like they might just pump out some games next year. Dude, quarter and, one of next year is going to be crazy, just as a little nugget. Oh, but go oh ahead. yeah. But go but, ahead. But here's the thing. We also said that about 2022, and it's been one of the worst years for me. Right, but to be fair... Right, so I was saying how uh, we also said about 2022 that it would be a great year, and then, <laughs> to me, personally, ended up being not great. But yeah, what were you going to say? No, no, I was just going to say that uh, some of that stuff was because there were some delays at the beginning of the year. Some, not so much, but remember we had the, uh, um, at least on the PlayStation side, I think they had a pretty good year, but um, you're more of a, a Nintendo guy than I am. Is that partly because Nintendo didn't really have a lot of bangers this year? That you like, because like, someone's going to be like, what the fuck yeah, are you talking no, about? Like, 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 no, 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 we're talking about stuff that we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Z like, Zelda was supposed to come out this year, and it got moved. That was already a big blow for me. Uh, <laughs> we got no Mario yeah. game except, like, Sparks of Hope. Uh, and uh, which, and uh, which was Strikers. Good. And Strikers, which was which not a great game. was hot game. for, like, a minute. It was hot for the first couple hours, and then people just <laughs> shat right. on it. Uh, yeah. The Pokemon games that came out this year, I've been less than fond of. Um, you know, really, the only things I've really enjoyed this year, like, besides that Mario Rabbids game, which I, I knew was going to be good just because I played the first Rabbids. one, but it's like yeah. a bunch of little experiences. Like, I, you know, my my 2022 will forever be defined as the year that I was like, I turned into a diehard Metal Gear fan. Like, but that's not new. That's old shit. That's stuff yeah. that's been around. And I'm just kind of good. But that's the thing. I'm tackling so much of my backlog. And it goes to show when I do that, it's because there's nothing out to, for me. So it has nothing to do with like the companies putting out games. They put out banks for sure. Or banks. <laughs> they put out uh, games for sure. But yeah. the bangers were kind of like slim to none. Like you could like Splatoon 3 for sure. Like that's fine if that's your jam. But that's a niche franchise if you really think about it. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's just been a mediocre year. Like, Gotham Knights was a big letdown for me. Forspoken, Unfortunately. Forspoken got pushed back, but they just released a demo. I'm going to check that out. Um, yeah. You know, and then God of, like, God of War came out at the end of the year, which that's yeah. that's a banger for sure, but I haven't picked that up yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just been like 2017. It's been a weird year. 2017 was a banger. Like, it had yeah. so much good shit, and, like, yeah. I always compare it to that year, and I, I see how the years right. stack up. And 2022 just wasn't it for me. 2023 for sure has a lot of potential, you know? Yeah. Um, we got, uh, what is it? Final Fantasy 16 looks fucking amazing. Like, yeah. when, when I saw it at the Game Awards, I was like, okay. Um, Did you have a tear in your eye? I, yeah, I cried a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is coming? I know there's a lot coming out. I can't think Resident of Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4, another one. Um... Damn, what else is coming out? Dead Space remake. The Dead Space remake. The the other remakes that are sure to follow. Yeah. Um, you know, Witcher Witcher 3 remaster. Oh, the I think Witcher that's already 3. out. Yeah. Cyberpunk's getting some crazy DLC. Um, yeah. you know, whatever. Like there's a there's a ton to talk about for 2023, yeah. but 2022, man, it just was not it. I think like I'm like a lot of these categories with these games in them. Like they're very repetitive. It's Horizon, God of War, Elden Ring for half of them. Stray. Every time Stray popped up, I would vote, I would want Stray to win because that was just like a nice little you know underdog. A nice little surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's like eh, it is what it yeah. is. I know these games have their fans for sure, but you know if I'm just talking personally for what I like, uh, it wasn't my yeah. it wasn't my year. The the best game, honestly, on this whole list, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was a bang. Oh snap! That was a bang. yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think next year is going to be good. I think also this year, like, I think we answered with the best of expectations that all these great games were going to come out, and some of them got delayed, and some of them ended up not really hitting the mark, right? The latest of which is kind of uh, Callisto Protocol, sort of not right, quite getting the... Although it's divided. I've heard some stuff like it's fun for what it is, and what it is is a story-based game uh, with a very basic combat system. Um, so so uh, I totally get that but uh, I might still check it out because I really like Dead Space and this is a very much a spiritual successor to Dead Space mm. but anywho I think there's a lot to be excited about for uh, 2023 definitely and I just want to say that uh, I've been playing Pokemon Scarlet and you're having fun with it? <sighs> I'm very. I'm at this crossroads Chris with Pokemon where I think it might oh, just damn. not be for me anymore I might just um 
I might have just grown out of it. Like, I think this wow. new one has some good ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I can't help but feel like I just like I like the linear linearity of Pokemon games. But I'm not to say that I won't ever try a new one or like I don't like the open world concept. But this game has so many fucking problems that I put it down. I was like, I think I have a pretty high tolerance for like glitches and frame rates. But that was just next level bullshit. Like I can't I can't play that game. It, like <laughs> like that shit would dip to like single digit frame rates. What? Oh, it's really, it's eh? awful. If you do like online play, wow. it's like oh my gosh. Um yeah. I don't know, dude. It, it's uh it was very disappointing. I actually had high hopes for this one cuz uh, Legends Arceus wasn't my cup of tea either. Yeah, I remember that. Right? But this one, it was like, you know what? Like it looks good. Like I like the style of it and I do dig the the con- like the idea that they're going for where it's like open world. There's Pokémon in these caves and like in the, on the grass and you get to see them in their ab- There just isn't enough of that. And when yeah. there's too many on screen, the game just has a seizure. So, yeah, oh, it, it just didn't do it for I, me. I think one thing is for sure, based on our Arceus, Arceus, and uh, these these two new ones. What are they called? Platinum and uh, Bronze? No, no, that's, <laughs> no, that's uh, that Scarlet and Violet. Right. I think what one, one thing we could stop holding our breath on is that Pokemon games are going to have these amazing graphics. I think it's very obvious that they're using the graphics that are tried and true, and there's not going to be. That's not where they're focusing their their attention on. No. But where they are focusing their attention on is on building this world and making it more uh, open world, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at the end of the day, is the game fun? Can it be played seamlessly, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, and you might have grown out of it, and that's perfectly fine. I don't have a problem with the Pokemon games myself, but I don't play them. But I, I respect them because I know people are hardcore about yeah. them, and and I totally get it. Uh, but it's nothing that I've ever been into. I mean, I played some of the ones on the Game Boy, you know, back in the day for only a little bit. And that might have just been, I believe Tiffany had might have had a copy of it and I might have played it off hers for a little bit. But that might have been uh, about it for me. Um, but I get it. I understand it. I also understand why there's two of those bitches that come out together every single time, you know, got to <laughs> catch them all and yada, yada. But uh, yeah, no, I just. To, to grab somebody like me, a casual, they're, they're going to have to come up with like a like a story-based game. Not something open-ended that you need to sink 60, 65 hours to catch them all. But maybe like a story-based thing. Like maybe you base a game off one of the movies, you know, and it's just like a it's a 20-hour thing that any casual can pick up and play. But if you want to collect them all, et cetera, et cetera, then you can, right? Something like that. Yeah. What I think, what I think would appease the biggest crowd. But these games are multi-gazillion sellers, so... Who am I to say, Bro, it, right? It's That's just my opinion. You, and you're right. I, I respect that. Because Scarlet and Violet are the worst rated Pokemon games, but are the best selling Pokemon games. That just goes <laughs> to show like what that fandom is like. like <laughs> right. When I look at the, the, the six or seven Switch games... That that, po- yeah. that that are Pokemon. I think there are seven or eight. Like, or let's just talk mainline. There are six Pokemon games uh, on the Switch. There's Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. Pokemon uh-huh. uh, Scarlet Violet, yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, and Pokemon uh, the the re- the remakes, the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. look at those and I want to play the Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu because they're remakes of the first games. And even though they're drastically different gameplay wise, people don't even like those games because they say it's too simplistic. I would just rather play that because it's familiar for one, of course. But I think the Pokemon designs back then were better. I think that. Um, it's just, it's just obviously nostalgia plays a part of that too. But in terms of like even the graphics, 
they are the. I still think those are the best looking Pokemon games on the Switch. Which ones? Pokemon uh, Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right. So yeah, for me to get back on the, in this franchise straight up would be exactly what you said. Would be like, give me something, give me a story that's different. My favorite Pokemon game of all time is, was on the GameCube. It was a spin-off game called Pokemon Coliseum. And in that game, you played as some dipshit criminal who turned on his team uh, because, and his team were using, were like corrupting Pokemon and they were called Shadow Pokemon. And your mm-hmm. goal for the game was to catch them and purify them and take down the evil syndicate. That is much more intriguing of a plot than what we get these days where it's like, oh, take down Team Rocket and fucking become a Pokemon champion. Because it's it's that's fine, but you did Tremendous. this every year since 1990-whatever, whenever it came yeah. out. It's like, yo, I need to see something new. That's that's just it. Yeah. Anyways. No, that's cool, man. I dig it. Yeah. All right, let's so talk I, about... Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about the main event. <laughs> let's do it. Let's just throw the plugs out there real quick. Do the plugs. Um, do the plugs. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Podcast Fresh. Also on Twitter at Podcast Fresh T.O. Send us an email, podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. Man, 2020, that's when we started this bitch. Now we're going into 23. We should Dang. We should keep updating the emails. We should make a new one every year. Oh, God, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that links across everything, right? It'd be like, oh, man, I have to change our usernames and passwords for everything. <laughs> no way. Yeah. All right. Um, so we got a list here. We're going to go through it. We're going to uh, – we'll, we'll leave the first one for last, the game of the year. Sure. Winner. Um, so we'll just start from the second one down. All right. Best game direction. Uh, so I personally had God of War Ragnarok for this. Uh, cause I, I don't know. I thought, I, I think I also misread what the, what the criteria was. I think I like literally took it as a narrative thing, but then I see right. that there is a narrative category. <laughs> so right. I don't, I'm not surprised that I, I lost this, but you, uh, you went with Elden Ring and, uh, Elden Ring turned out to be the winner. I just thought that, uh, you know, from a directional standpoint, just that the game is just, you know, I don't want to say a masterpiece, but it's 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 very influenced by, uh, you know, the uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, George Abrams or whatever the fuck oh, the JJ. guy that made JJ. JJ yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, just a very nice and neat game. I've never heard. I've heard, you know, you know, it's a very hard game, et cetera, et cetera. But I just figured that would be in terms of uh, direction, that would be it. More so than uh, Horizon, Immortality, or, or Stray. Stray's in there, but it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like having a Money in the Bank match with uh, all the, the world title contenders and you throw in like uh, the underdog, you know what I'm right. saying? But, yeah, yeah. Although the sweetheart, the internet darling. But uh, yeah, Elden Ring won and God of War, I don't blame you for choosing that. I mean, that's tried and tested and recency bias you know that is the sort of the hot game and, and we'll see got to work come up again and again yeah definitely all right uh the next one was best narrative okay so i picked god of war for this one and that happened to be the winner i'm, I'm very surprised you chose uh, horizon yeah i just thought horizon while while it didn't uh, you know it you know graphically it was really nice and things like that yeah. but i never heard anybody say like oh my god i think Horizon unfortunately came out earlier in the year, and and like a, like I think like a, you know same thing like recent recency bias goes towards the newer games. Although Elden Ring came out early this year, um, I just thought that uh, maybe they'd give this one to Horizon Forbidden West because at the end of the day, 
uh, you know, these these games are these winners are chosen by like a, a group of, of people, right? Uh, there is the fan choice, but it only counts for like a small percentage, right? Yeah. And so I just thought with some of these trophies, they would give they would just give them out to almost like a gimme, you know what I mean? Like like we'll see later on. But I just thought this one was gonna go to Horizon. But there you go, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Horizon snubbed twice. Uh, I'll say this. This next award I really thought would be Horizon because I remember um, when they showed Horizon Forbidden West for the first time with that demo or in that state of play. I forgot how they did it. Right. Um, the one where she's... When she goes into the running, water. Running? When she gotcha. goes into the water. Like, yeah. that was so beautiful. Like, I thought yeah. everything looked so goddamn good. And right. I was like, okay, art direction. Like I could totally see. Like they're all they all contend for it. Like like Stray even contends for it for sure. Sure. But I don't know, man. Horizon to me was just really caught my eye more than the other ones did. When I saw the trailers for Elden Ring, when I saw it for God of War, like I just remember being impressed with Horizon the most. Yeah. Um, so I picked Horizon, but again, it didn't go to Horizon. It went to art direction, which uh, you voted for, and it also it got the win. Um, and I kind of get that. Like, if you really think about it, Elden Ring did, like, artistically and even, like, uh, how it plays as a game. It, like, it, it's doing things that you haven't really seen. Like, whether it's, like, effects from the weapons, effects from the enemies, how the open world is, like, an open world, but the sky is also, like, always changing. Like, it makes sense. I don't know. But for me, I thought Horizon would just be the pick. For me, I'm kind of a simpleton when it comes to some of these things that impress me. But when I was watching uh, Horizon Forbidden West, it was just, it was like the water effects. Just simply the water effects are amazing. Yeah. And somebody had put out a tweet um, saying how, you know, on Twitter, saying that uh, just how amazing the, the water effects were. And somebody from Guerrilla Games actually responded and retweeted the, the thing and said, oh. you know, thank you. Thank you for the compliment and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of explained how they were able to accomplish that. And it got something crazy, like 25,000 retweets, like almost instantly. So wow. it's cool to see, um, you know, people getting their roses and then retweeting it and stuff like that. Like, that's my favorite kind of interaction when it comes to, like, fans and uh, and the, the game developers. So, yeah, no, that's cool. The other nominees were uh, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, obviously, Scorn, and, uh, and Stray again. Yeah. Scorn got no awards that night. Um all right, next up was best score in music. I'm usually a fan of these categories. Uh, ah, man, I was really, uh, I was really surprised. I, I, this is definitely one that could go either way. A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, uh, Metal Hellsinger was the one I voted for, and uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Uh, Metal Metal Hellsinger was a game specifically made with music in mind, so I thought like maybe they would give it to them, but yeah, <laughs> that was not the case. Instead, God of War won. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say this. A lot of these games have similar tones, like those brass instruments, the, the orchestral sounds. Yeah. My dog's barking. Um, <laughs> it's uh, That's why it was so hard to really pick. Like, you couldn't... Like, it's such a... It's a it's a cool genre. I like the genre, but it's like... A lot of it sounds samey. And without context of the game, like, you don't feel it. Like, you need to, you need to have kind of a visual to feel what they're playing, I find. So... Yeah. I thought it could go either way, but you voted for Elden Ring. I voted for a Metal Hellsinger, but God of War took it. So, Metal Hellsinger, uh, man, that, that soundtrack just sounds crazy. It's all over the place. <laughs> I've only heard a little bit of it, but it's it's nuts. Yeah. I even saw like there's like a Spotify play. Well, all these video games have Spotify playlists, but um, 
Yeah, that might that be. I might check out that game. That looks like a Me lot too. of fun. Yeah, it actually like j- just because it's so different. Like it is first yeah. person, but the fact that yeah. music plays a part in it, I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'll check it. Uh, best audio design. Um, so Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War: Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and uh, Horizon Forbidden West. So I thought Call of Duty would win an award that night, and I voted for it here because I feel like. The sound of the guns and the footsteps and like just that military atmosphere. I feel like it would be appropriate to give to give it to like a realistic sounding, uh, you know, environment, so to speak. And yeah. you kind of went with the same thing. You went with the Gran Turismo 7. Yeah, uh, Gran Turismo. Vote, right. So it's like, again, that's another like realistic thing where it's like cars and like racetracks and screeching of tires and all that. Yeah, but they gave it to God of War again, so I was like, okay, that's interesting. I I, I was like convinced God, Call of Duty would get this spot. I'm actually pretty surprised. Yeah, Call of Duty definitely does a great job at uh, with the sound effects, the sound effects and the control, you know, the haptic feedback and everything. But uh, with respect to audio design, for sure. And uh, I thought it was going to be Gran Turismo Seven just because when I was watching reviews for that game, like one of the things that, you know. You know, what are they called? Car files, car, audio files yeah, and car yeah. files alike were like <laughs> that shit sounds legit. Like if you play it with like the 3D headphones and things like that. Right, so right. Um, I thought it was going to be Gran Turismo. Yeah. No, they, they did. I think, yeah, Gran Turismo did win an award. So good for Gran Turismo. Uh, best performance. So we got Ashley Birch uh, from Horizon Forbidden West. Charlotte McBurney, A Plague Tale Requ- Requiem. Uh, the winner, Christopher Judge. God of War Ragnarok, he plays Kratos. Man Engage from Immortality. And then I, vo- I voted for Sonny Soldier because that's that's the dude that uh he skateboards and stuff too, and he was in mid yeah. mid-90s, so I'm kind of biased to him. But yeah. Um no, Kratos won. And in his speech, which was like a 10-minute speech, <laughs> right? Um presented by Al Pacino, which was my first pop of the night. Um it was uh he actually said that he voted for Sonny. So <laughs> I wasn't too crazy to think Sonny would win. Um, so that was that Games for Impact uh, the winner of this was As Dusk Falls uh, compared to A Memoir Blue Citizen Sleeper Endling Hindsight and I Was a Teenage Ex- Exocolonist I haven't played any of these Have you I haven't played, played any of these games no alright we'll talk about them in the future if we ever do best ongoing game Apex Legends Destiny 2 Final Fantasy 14 Fortnite Genshin Impact um, I voted for the winner Final Fantasy 14 I feel like that was a game that when it first came out was people crapped all over it it was not a good game but it's had one of the craziest turnarounds ever and is now one of the most popular MMOs like to ever exist and right. you know, I think that it, it won last year I believe too for this so the fact that I know that it's a better game this year like I don't play it but I follow it and it doesn't really surprise me that, you know, it got best ongoing game. You voted uh, for Fortnite, which I don't blame you either. That's another one that's like, it's the most popular thing ever. <laughs> it's so popular and they're always bringing in the different characters and, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of hype lately over the, the whole season four thing. And, and so I just thought, you know, Fortnite. But you're right about Final Fantasy and it's still got a shit ton of people that play the, that game and they love it. You yeah. know, uh, it's not something that I would dedicate any uh, amount of time to, but um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I've tried Final Fantasy 14. It's not my cup of tea. I like games that end and I don't feel like paying $60 a month for a server. It's $60 a month? 
a month or a year, I forget. But still, it's like on, be a year. on top yeah. of the PlayStation membership, it's like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Best indie. I was actually very like looking forward to this one. Call to the Lamb, Neon White, which got like a lot of praise earlier in the year for the Switch. Uh, Sifu, which is a game that I'm still. Uh, I have it. I just haven't played it yet. But oh, you bought it. That's right. You got it on Kijiji for like five bucks or ten, something. Ten bucks for like the ultimate package. Like I got all the extras. It was cool. This um, motherfucker must have been trying to make rent or something. He's like, like I need some food. Uh, is that what he said? No, no. But that's what I imagine <laughs> he said. He right. traded it for a ten pack of Mr. Noodles. Poverty's not funny. Uh, Stray. No, uh, not at all. I'm just fucking around. Yeah, yeah, we're fucking around. Uh, Stray um, was who I voted for, and yeah. Tunic is who you voted for. All these you know, games. Yeah. All these games are ones that I'll eventually play. Like they're all yeah. fucking intriguing. You know. This is kind of like. This is kind of like a murderer's row of like indie games that came out this year. Just all the bangers. <laughs> Just they're all there, you know, yeah. uh, and Sifu there as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I was going to vote for Stray, but uh, I just heard so many great things about Tunic and people love Tunic, really, really love Tunic. Mm. Although I guess you can say that about any game, but uh, just different people from across different uh, podcasts and, and shows wouldn't shut the fuck up about Tunic. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Let's go for that son of a bitch. But there you go. Stray. Yeah, Stray was the winner. Uh, I voted for Stray simply because of, like, I love the, the whole, th- like, style and aesthetic of that game. Like, it's just, I'm a fan of the cyberpunk stuff, so. Right. Uh, it, it's and, cool. And doesn't Stray kind of have, like, a Final Fantasy VII remake vibe? Like, when you go to that funky town uh, yeah, with, like. Yeah, Wall Market, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, for sure. Uh, Tunic, again, though, reminds me of Zelda, which is what it gets compared to. So that's, like. Great in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best debut indie. Um, so some some same uh, suspects as before. Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. Chris, you won with Stray in this one. Yeah, I thought that this was, if Stray didn't win the other one, they were going to win this one because yeah. uh, I just figured they would give it at least the debut indie. And it's kind of like, uh, like I said, these awards are, are, are given out strategically, I think, usually to the most deserving, but sometimes there is strategy behind it. And I think by giving it to a game like Stray, I think it tells other people out there, especially that are working really hard on these indie games, like, keep going and keep making new and innovative shit. And I'm telling you, man, we're going to get a dog game. Like, it's it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. You know? That's awesome. I don't know, yeah, man. Dogs aren't dog as, game. like, agile as cats. Maybe it won't now, You shut that poison down. Give the dog yeah, I think if wins. you were to do a game with like Xena, for example, I think you could, you could get away with it. Like, cause Xena can hop over fences. She can do all kinds of crazy shit. She would be like uh, Red Thirteen in FF Seven. Like, we need a game about that. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, man. Um, she's awesome. Yeah. So best debut. I, I voted for Neon White because again, it got so much praise when it came out, and it was like a hidden gem that I thought mm. they would acknowledge it somehow tonight because it, it got yeah. nominated a couple times. But no, it never, sure. never won nothing. Uh, unfortunately, but Stray, yeah. Stray took the win. All right. Best community support. Uh, I really, I was very surprised by this. A- right. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, FF14, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. You voted for No Man's Sky. I voted for Fortnite. Fortnite to me is the most supported game. Like whether or not it's good or not, that's very up in the air to like people that like it and, and all that. But like, there is a constant update to this game, what seems like every two weeks. Like, now uh, the guy from The Witcher is going to be in it. Like, he's coming. So it's like, how can that not be 
uh, means to have community support. That, sure. that it was crazy that Final Fantasy fourteen won again. Um, yeah, but yeah, they're killing it over there. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was going to be No Man's Sky because uh, I mean, you talk about a game that that kind of tripped out of the gate when it first came out, and now to see it completely change. From if, like if you played it the first day and then went back and played it like a year later, it was a completely different game. Yeah, and so uh, I thought they'd give it to No Man's Sky as a little something a little sweet for them, something before bed. But I uh, know they went with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, which mm-hmm. shows consistency. But also some of these some of these awards are kind of like similarish. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. There's a bit of that too. Exactly. That's why I thought that is the one reason why I thought Fortnite would get it because if they didn't give it to Fortnite before, they split they'll it. give it yeah. to it now. But no, nope. <laughs> Damn. No love for Fortnite. Uh, best mobile game: Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, uh, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. You voted for uh, Diablo Immortal. Um, why'd you vote for Diablo Immortal? I just thought, even though that game got into a lot of trouble with the whole free but pay to play and all that nonsense, that all that controversy had followed that game, um, I just thought that they would get it just because overall, if you remove that, I'm not saying ignore it, but if you remove that whole pay to play aspect, it really is a solid game. And so I thought they would give it to Diablo, but uh, I'm not that familiar from Marvel Snap. And they did give it to Marvel Snap, but I will say this. I will applaud them, but I will say, there's again, there's a recency bias as well because that's the newest hot thing right now, right? You said you were playing it on your phone? Uh, I'm playing that more than anything else I'm playing. <laughs> that game is a that's tremendous. banger. Like, it's... It just, I downloaded it on a whim because, like, there was it was getting such praise. And I'm like, you know what? It's Marvel. I like Marvel. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And yeah, I, sure. I'm not typically a card game fan, but this, they do it in a way where it's like easy to, it's kind of like the Smash Brothers ap- approach where it's like right, right, right. easy to play, but I wouldn't even hard say, to master. I wouldn't even say hard to master. I would just say like, you keep learning from every game. Like you think yeah. you know what you're going to get, but you don't, you, you, it, every game opens my mind up to like new possibilities with the same f- six cards I have in my hand. Like, like the way that you can combine them and like. You know, if you play one one turn and then the next turn, instead of playing the one you usually play, try this one. It might do something else. Like, it's it's actually very good. And I've 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 sunk hours, man. Like Sopranos, I'm I'm watching Sopranos, and whenever there's like kind of like a downtime in the show, I'm playing Marvel Snap on my phone. It's so addicting. My wife is into it now, and cool. She's not a card game person at all, so it's like, I think it's very accessible. Like I like even you, I think you should give it a shot. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it might surprise you. Like I was actually very very surprised even the aesthetic like you don't just play a card like if you if you play uh for example the punisher you swipe the you you grab the card and you drag it to the playing field there's like a bunch of bullets and shit that happened because he's the cool. punisher if it's spider-man yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of webs you know like it, they went all out for it which is cool. nice uh, so yeah didn't really surprise me that marvel snap one <laughs> cool yeah uh best vr ar game the winner of that was uh moss book 2 uh, compared to Red Matter 2, Bone Lab, Among Us VR, After the Fall. Uh, we didn't vote for this because we don't play VR. Uh, this surprised me. Best action game. Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. I voted for TMNT just because I was like trying to will into existence them to win something. I, <laughs> I love that game. You, that's just like the Mark vote? Yeah, but knowing damn well it's probably not going to happen. Right, um, and you voted for Sifu, which I don't even blame you at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the winner ended up being Bayonetta three. I was actually very surprised. Um, 
Yeah. That game was marred with controversy with the, the, the voice actress and all that. Yeah. Um, I, I think people liked the game, but I didn't hear anything too crazy about it. So the fact that it won, it's like, huh. I don't know. Did so, Nintendo get a pity vote? I have no idea. It's such a strange category, like a strange, like Sifu against Modern Warfare 2. Like, that's so strange. Right. And then later on, it's Sifu versus like... I forget it's in the best fighting category like it's just a strange oh yeah it's a strange uh thing but um it's just that action game god of war and elden ring could be in here too like it's, it's yeah it's odd i don't know yeah especially when it comes to this next one best action adventure which to me means the same thing but just a little more downtime <laughs> uh a plague tale requiem god of war ragnarok Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. See, Tunic to me is an action adventure, and like neither is Stray. So I don't, I don't know. Some of these don't really make sense to me. But uh, we ended up picking the winner, which was God of War Ragnarok. I think, you know, action adventure implies that there is some kind of a narrative, and I think narratively you don't get better than God of War these days. So I think it's uh, self-describing. I agree. I think if God of War was not in that category, I would give it to Horizon Forbidden West because those are the only two that I would really give it to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a that's kind of a slam dunk for God of War in this category of five. Definitely, yeah. Uh, best RPG: Elden oh, Ring, shit. Live Alive, which is like my sweetie. I kind of wish it would yeah. creep up on me and win. Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. A lot of people were foaming at the mouth for Xenoblade, but it didn't win. Elden Ring won Best RPG. Not, I mean, a, not a surprise. Not that's a surprise. just a monster among uh, men there. I mean, that's just a, such a gigantic game. The, you know, I, I couldn't see any, any anything else taking on it. Maybe if, uh, maybe a, a mainline Final Fantasy, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But... It, that was Elden Ring's, you know, that's like the Brock Lesnar of, of uh, uh, role-playing games for this year anyway. I could tell you. It's because Live Alive and Triangle Strategy are those, uh, like, 3D or 2D HD, like, pixel games, right, with that style, which I love. Right. But not everyone does. A lot of people don't find them attractive. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like, it's not a surprise they don't win. Legends Arceus was... It was a good stepping stone for people that wanted something new with that series, but it didn't perfect it. It didn't have like a polish to it. It just it was just like a rough draft of something that could come in the future. Uh, and gotcha. Xenoblade, it's like that's such a that's such a niche series as well. Like Xenoblade to me doesn't have enough support for it to get the votes for an award like this. Elden Ring, on the other hand, was it came out at a time where like Souls games were hot and it just introduced a new formula to that genre. And when it did come out, it, you know, we didn't stop hearing about Elden Ring for months. So Agreed. It just yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Best fighting game. DNF Duel. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All-Star, All-Star Battle R. Goddamn. The King of Fighters 15. Multiverses and Sifu. This was the category you were talking about. <laughs> it's going up against yeah. like just random ass games. Yeah. <laughs> compared to last time. Um, yeah, so you voted for Sifu. I voted for the winner, Multiverses. Never played Multiverses. Right. Uh, I know it's like Smash Brothers with, like, you know, Warner Brothers characters. I do mm-hmm. mean to give it a try. But uh, I voted on it simply for the fact that it has so much clout. It, it's got a lot of support. A lot of YouTube channels kind of got a boom uh, playing this game and reviewing it and stuff. So I think it just made sense. Personally, when I see this list of games... 
I'm drawn to like Sifu and King of Fighters before yeah. the other three. Um, but yeah, I think multiverses just made sense on a critically acclaimed level. Agreed. Best family game, otherwise known as the Switch category. Uh, right. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Kirby. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Nintendo Switch Sports, Splatoon 3. Um, we both voted for Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I think easily... Not easily. There, there could be um, a bit of a conversation. But I think it is the best game on this list. But Kirby and the Forgotten Land took it, which made me happy inside because Kirby. Kirby never won an award in all of its like 30 years of existence. So mm. uh, yeah. it was pretty cool to see that actually happen. Um, but it's, again, best family game. I wouldn't play Mario plus Rabbids with my family. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would play Nintendo Switch Sports. I think that should have taken it because that is literally dependent on other people. Um Kirby is a single player game, but I get it. It's family friendly, but I don't know. I think that's I think that's wrong. Splatoon three, uh, again, I think the people that really love that game would obviously push for that one, just with respect to people that love that game really, really love that game. They're really hardcore about it and they really, really like it. Mm-hmm. To the point that Switch made a special like Splatoon Switch, right? Yeah, they did like a like a special uh, version. So like they don't do that for everybody, so that's pretty it's pretty cool to have that uh, support there. I mean, it is a... Uh, hold on, Amber Alert. We got some Amber Alerts. It is a Nintendo game for sure, but uh, to see it get that kind of support just shows the... Uh, Shakira Charles, 13 years old, missing. Oh, jeez. Last seen in Alliston, Ontario. Well, hopefully they... Uh, hopefully they, they, they uh, locate her safely. But... Um, yeah, so that's kind of all I really got to say about that. But yeah, best family game. I mean, same thing, right? So vague. You don't really know what that means. Like, does it mean like all the family members are there playing it? Or does it just mean that it's the best family rated game? It might you know as well I mean? just be called so. like the, the best rated E game or something. Yeah, the best rated E yeah. game. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be better. There you go. They should do that for, for all uh, rating <laughs> game. <laughs> right. uh, best sim slash strategy game. Uh, Chris, you didn't vote, but I did vote no. for uh, Mario Rabbids just because I, I think it's a very, very strong game. And compared to the other ones, I think it has like uh, the best definition of a strategy game. I just feel like it's very polished and very good. And it definitely capitalizes on the miscomings of the first game. Yeah. Uh, best sports racing game. You killed me with this one. F1 22, FIFA 23, NBA 2K 23, Gran Turismo 7, All Yali World. Look, I voted for All Yali World because I like skateboarding. You're and, so biased. Uh, everyone loves an underdog, goddammit. So yeah. <laughs> All Yali World was like, I'm trying to like make it happen. Uh, but you, got, you, uh, you voted for the winner. Gran Turismo 7. It did win something. That's pretty cool. No, no. You told me that you have all the Oli World, but you haven't played it much. Is that right? Uh, I have two of them, and I've played them. Yeah, they're great. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I went for uh, Gran Turismo. It just, uh, again, a little bit of controversy when this game first came out because of the car system and how many credits like you had to earn in order to buy some of the cars. It was insane. It was like you had to put in like sixty hours just to like unlock like a a mid range sedan. You know what I mean? Right. Forget. The whole and, and you could buy credits to uh, buy some of the more expensive cars, but the whole idea of these games is, if you don't have the money to drive these really expensive cars, the whole point is you plop down your eighty, ninety dollars, and you're able to drive some of them. But now it's kind of like, uh, uh-uh, you're gonna get to drive, you know, just like a regular standard sedan until you can build up and uh, win them other cars, which is what Gran Turismo's always been. But I think now. 
in the age of like social media and like people like really up in arms about certain things about being fair and not fair for video games um there was a lot of controversy with that especially after there were patches that were released in uh the first little while that Gran Turismo came out they patched out the game so that you would have to put even more hours to get those credits so you can God. buy those expensive cars so there's a lot of bad stuff yeah. but same similar to Diablo people that loved it really loved it they said aside from all that bullshit it's a fucking great game so I thought they would take it there and they did and uh that one goes out to your uncle Gran Turismo bro <laughs> I'll be sure to tell him uh best multiplayer game um this was a this was also a surprise yeah Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 which we both voted for Multiverses Overwatch 2 Splatoon 3 and uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh I didn't vote for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cause I I think the the co-op is one thing the co-op is really fun with people like beside you but um when you go online for the co-op that challenge of that game is completely diminished it is not challenging at all you're just kind of in it for the ride as other people spam their specials <laughs> it's kind of mm, it was right. uh, it's not fun um Again, Overwatch 2, first-person shooter that I think people don't really talk about anymore. Um, Multiverses, even though it won the other award, it didn't win this one, which is surprising. And then, you know, we voted for Call of Duty because, I don't know about you, but in my circles at work, the all the casual gamers, that's what they're playing. That is that is what they do when they get home until they sleep, is just Call of Duty, and I know a lot of people that are doing this. Uh, but it did not get the vote. Splatoon 3 got the vote, which was a Nintendo's version of Call of Duty. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very surprising. Good for a Splatoon 3. Like I said earlier, like people love that game, really like it. And, uh, you know, this was like a solid. This is this was a little give me for a Splatoon, something sweeper for a bed. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. No, people would not shut the fuck up about that game. Like, people would, uh, even on Instagram, they would like take a picture of like the loading screen, like six hours left, five hours left. You know what I mean? All the yeah. way until the thing burger king got in on it where you could like uh buy a whopper and you would get like a code to unlock uh, little gimmicks for the game so uh that game had a lot of hype um but we'll see does it have the staying power i'm curious to see what the number of users is in like six months nine months ten months but uh i voted for that one but splatoon 3 yeah nintendo needs to support splatoon 3 as much as they can and i actually like that they won because this proves that the wii u did something Right, Splatoon started on the Wii U, and without the Wii U, Splatoon wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> so, right, good job to the Wii U. Yes, sir. Most anticipated game. This was uh, this was an interesting one. I like this one. Uh, I honestly am int- interested in all of them. We have Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. You voted for Resident Evil 4. I have a feeling this was uh, part part of this vote is like mixed on what we're actually anticipating right. the most, right? I, I can feel like you're probably into this the most. Resident Evil 4 is like the game for you, right? Yeah. Um, I voted for Zelda. Uh, it it turned out to be the winner, but it was a toss-up between uh, Final Fantasy 16 as well because I'm both of them are on like the same kind of hype level for me. Starfield yeah. as well. Like I don't have an Xbox, but Starfield, I like space stuff, so just the possibility with that is really really intriguing but, um, yeah. and I think also people are really excited about Hogwarts Legacy I think people yeah, are really people are amped about that one that has um, that has an opportunity to like just you know set set in stone like something that hasn't been done before and a lot of games in the future might go and copy that formula kind of like a Breath of the Wild where everything is a Breath of the Wild now 
I feel like yeah. Hogwarts Legacy has a chance to do something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's ambitious, but we'll see. We'll see how that pays off. Best adaptation. Uh, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, Arcane, League of Legends, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Uh, Arcane, League of Legends 1. I haven't seen that. Um, I've seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> the Cuphead Show is intriguing. Uncharted, I haven't seen, but you've seen that one. Yep. Uh, and Cyberpunk, I hear, is actually really good. Yeah, Arcane ended up taking it. I know that's a very popular show. And then we have Innovation and Accessibility, As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. The Last of Us Part 1, I'm surprised, didn't win, because I know in Part 2 they had they were praised for the, their accessibility options. And even in this one, I feel like they... Uh, I think it's this one, and I think the second one had it too. There's like a mode that you can play if you're blind. Wow, that's fucking awesome. Like, just based on audio, like, it's yeah. pretty intense. Um, but God of War took it. I'm... Uh... I'm a little red green colorblind, so anytime there's a game with like crosshairs or things like that, and I do have the ability to go into the options menu and, and uh, click on colorblind mode, like it really does make things a lot easier. That's good. That's good. Um, so like I I totally get it. Like Is it just those two colors awesome. for you? Yeah, mostly red and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes like deep blues and things like that. I'll be like, "Is that purple?" So or what do you that- see? What do you see when you look at like the Portugal flag? Because <laughs> that's like red. It's and green. red, right? It's all red. No. For example, like, I took you serious first. For like, I'm like no, <laughs> like today, right? The Netherlands jersey yeah. to you that might look like bright orange. It is to me that looks like like a darker orange, right. almost reddish orange. Wow! And you might say it's not reddish orange at all. I might be like, it is. It's a little reddish orange, but some people might might be like, it's orange, orange. Right. And I would say it's not as orange as like an actual orange. And yeah. I think we might both agree on that. Okay, it's not that orange. But at the same time, it's not like bright, bright orange, even though I know it is. It's kind of like I've conditioned my brain to understand these things. You know what the real colors are, but you see different. I know what they're supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can, it's like I can translate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. It's like somebody speaking Portuguese. I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> so, like, when I'm driving and I see like the green light, mm. to me, it doesn't look like a green, green, like a deep green. To me, it looks like, like a light, whitish green gray wow right that's nuts. yeah and so when i'm driving when i'm coming down when i'm driving down because it looks like a like a white like a brighter whitish green mm-hmm. sometimes when it's when i'm coming down the street and i see all these headlamps of the street that are white light mm-hmm. i have to look i'm like okay these are all the white lights of the lamps but there's also a green light a coming green light. up. Wow. But to me, if I'm not paying attention, they all kind of blend in. Whereas you might be driving, you're like, white light, white light. Holy fuck, it's a green. Yeah. For me, it's like white light, white light, white light. Oh, that's that's a green light. Because I know, like I can yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's just a little bit. Damn. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. I remember the day that I found out you were colorblind. Like 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 how I found out was like pretty interesting. You yeah. we, we were bowling and you you grabbed the ball and you you came to me and you're like, hey, is this green? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Why would I ask you that? Probably because it was like, you, you know how like when you, we go bowling, like we end up having like our picks, like the comfortable balls or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think you had found it, but you weren't it, 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 like super sure. So you yeah. had asked me if it was green and I'm like, yeah, dude. dude. And you're like, okay, good. And I'm like, that's, that was weird. And I asked Tiff and like, oh, he's kind of colorblind. I'm like, oh, okay. That that's tremendous. <laughs> I, uh, I was playing one of the uh, splinter cells. It might've even been the first one. And 
when you when Sam Fisher gets to certain doors, some doors will have they'll they're wired with a bomb. Right. So you have to be very careful how to disarm it. And to disarm it, there's a light and it flicks green, red, yeah. green, red. And you have to disarm it when it turns green. Okay. And I kept dying because I kept seeing like orange, dark, some other, whatever colors I was seeing. Yeah. So I actually had to call Tiffany and be like, yo, Tiff, come here. She's little, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I need you to tell me when this thing turns green. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, yes, I'm serious. <laughs> so with her watching and me controlling it, she would be like, no. And I do it and I'd miss it. I'd like, oh, shit. And then oh, Sam Fisher would die. Wait, no, that's a different that's game. That's the wrong game. And so then I'd have to be like, okay, we're going to try this again. So I'd get back to that spot and I'd be like, Tiff, tell me when it's green. And it'd be like, red. She'd be like, no. Okay. And then I would do it. I was like, okay, I got through it. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. So unfortunately, like, a lot of these, like, colorful, like, Tetrisy games, like, I can't play some of them because, like, the colors just start to get all fucked up for me sometimes, right? Damn. So you couldn't play, like, uh, Dr. Mario because, like, you're, you're reliant on the color of the pills. For the first few colors of these kind of games, I'm fine. Like, your base blue, your green, your red, things like that. Right. But then when you start doing, like, you throw in, like, your purples and your whites and your bright greens and your oranges. It becomes like, oh, man, this is this is too tough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't. It, it becomes uh, an eye strain. So I got you. Yeah. Hey, you know what? There's worse shit in the world. Being a little colorblind is not the worst That's thing. That's fine. Yeah. We, we, we learn to live with our shit. Hell yeah. For example, I get random pains in my leg that I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, wow. It it literally will put me out for the day, and I got to, like, take drugs. Uh, Yeah. I don't know, man. I've been getting, like, uh, like little shocks. You know, like, do you ever get, like, the electric shocks? Oh, yeah, like the twitching muscles and shit. Yeah, I get, like, electric shocks, like, in my shoulders. I was having the carpal tunnel thing, like, a couple of weeks ago. I think I told you about that. Mm -hmm. But it subsided. Um, But I think, like, I don't have the gimmicks that you have, those things that you play with. Yeah. But what Miles. I do is when I'm just sitting at my desk, I'll just imitate the motion anyway. Oh, okay. I'll just go like this. Like I'll be sitting there and I'll just try to like just to get the nerve going. Right. 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 And I've noticed it's helped. But man, my only advice to you, I'm 13 years ahead of you. Just start taking care of your body now, which you are right with the weight loss and everything. But just the less stress you put your body under, like you'll be happier when you get older. for sure. I will say, though, my hands have been at like the worst they've ever been. It's oh my God. it's very it's scary. Like I, I don't know what it, what I was doing the other day. I forget what what was happening, and I just dropped something and it broke. Like I, I lost, wow. I lost the the grip. Yeah, and it's because I'm getting a pain in like my wrist, and that is Fuck. like pure carpal tunnel stuff. And Fuck. I was at, I was actually this happened yesterday. I was uh, at a homeowner's house. Yeah, uh, fixing something. I forget what it was, and I had my hammer in my hand, and whatever. Right. I was just walking with it, and it fell out. Of, I lost power again and it fell out of my hand i lost power in both hands you know what was in my other hand a drill the damn drill uh fell uh with the bit first to the floor and it made a dent on her floor yeah and i i'm like and she saw it happen and like the the drill fell and it went through the the like where the floors link so it was easy for it to go deeper than it would and the, the drill was just in the position gotcha so i couldn't hide it it's like okay it stabbed the floor and she's like oh my god and i'm like I'm so sorry. Like I had to apologize. I had to explain to her that I'm getting these like pains and stuff. And then, I, and then I told her that I would fill out the, um, 
I would let the office of the building know that she needs like a floor repair or whatever. Like oh I my her, God. I told her not sucks. to worry about it. So yeah. I went to them and I'm like, listen, I dropped something like whatever. If you guys want to charge my company, it is what it is. Like, yeah, I, I take, cause I felt bad. Yeah. And, uh, they told me like, they told me not to worry about it. And it turns out that she had some kind of floor damage that they were going to go fix anyway. So oh, I, I kind of got lucky. So they kind of just yeah. threw that in there, but it's, uh, it's not good. And I'm only 27. So it's like, yeah, fuck what's am I, what am i gonna look you're like, like in 10 Dar- years you're like darby allen darby allen's out there just fucking taking power bombs on skateboards and shit uh maybe not that quite but you get it but it's, now it's I- just as bad <laughs> yeah the nice thing is is that uh at least in the construction business there's a lot more like you're seeing more like ergonomic stuff and there's like special hammer isn't there like a hammer that's kind of bent in the middle and it's meant to like for like carpal tunnel like to prevent your arms oh from yeah there's up. like different like there's yeah, a curve in shapes. it shapes yeah 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 but it's, yeah man it all, all that it stuff all. is good at the end of the day it doesn't matter at the end of the day like, right. you're gonna get it like, like I'm, I, I do construction yeah but I don't even it's not hard like it's not like these guys that are outside you know 13 hours a day under the sun like busting concrete like i do yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, i do i do the more i like to think of it as the more artistic side of, of construction <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, the yeah, finishing yeah. touches and stuff that's tremendous um yeah. i make everything look nice but yeah even then it's like if i'm struggling there, there must be people out there that are just like you know yeah dying yeah. it's tough man it's tough oh yeah all right um final award of the evening <laughs> the game of the year plague tale Shit. requiem elden ring God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I honestly feel like Nintendo just, they, they needed some Nintendo in there, and they're just like, Xenoblade. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you voted for God of War Ragnarok, and I voted for Elden Ring, and those are obviously the two main suspects. Like, let's be honest, none of these other ones were going to take it. And I yeah. honestly didn't know. I, I, I thought this was a perfect way to see what recency biased would do to something like this. Yeah, and Elden Ring actually took it, which I think makes sense because personally, God of War might be a great game, but I know that uh, when it comes to the game being talked about in its longevity, like Elden Ring took up a lot more of my ear space than God of War did. Like, definitely, God, God of War gets talk gets talked about for sure, but Elden Ring just lasted for a very long time, and yeah. it also innovated the genre. Like, it took Souls into open world, and that is that in and of itself is extraordinary so it didn't you know i thought it, i thought it would be elden ring for sure the uh during the speech they were saying the uh the, the uh the creator dude he basically insinuated i think he said through a translator no disrespect to the game but this is just like the beginning like we can't wait yeah. to try he, like, new things and game. exciting <laughs> things you know he, he kind of healed on it but i get it like he's basically right. saying like it was a great game but we have so many more ideas that we can't wait to uh to do and trust and yada yada and so um that's cool man uh, i'm excited for uh for the future there uh playtale requiem i mean that was kind of like the uh the sweetheart right sure. god award the recency bias that uh, such a monster i chose that one to win horizon forbidden west unfortunately just didn't have the staying power in terms of like no. uh remaining on the tips of people's tongue and stray was kind of the uh the sweetheart in there and xenoblade was the nintendo's offering so yeah, there you go. Elden Ring. Very good. All right, let's talk about what happened after this happened. Um, so the, the the developers are up there, and when they're talking, you know, he, he the guy has the award, and he has the interpreter. Um, if you look behind them, 
there's this kid with like a lot of hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Uh, and he doesn't look like he belongs there, but like he came up with them and no one said anything. So it's like, all right, whatever. Um, what this kid did was probably the most entertaining thing of the night, like straight up because the game awards take themselves a little too seriously and I, I wish they'd have more fun. And this was easily just fun. He shouldn't have done this, but this fucking kid. So after they do their speech, the music starts and this kid gets on the microphone and says, I want to dedicate this nomination <laughs> to my reformed Orthodox priest, <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> what? I did not see this. Dude, he had like an accent, so it was really hard to make out. But then uh, he's like, have a good night. And then like you kind of look and you see some people rush the stage to get him out of there. And I'm like, was that like, like, did I misunderstand something? And Jeff Keeley, if you look at Jeff Keeley, because he's just like, all right, that was eventful. Like his face told the story. Like he wanted to choke this kid. Who was this kid? Like he was, he was with- just some kid that when they got up, he was in the aisle and he just followed them up, up there. What was the thing about Bill Clinton, though? He just said he wanted to thank his reformed rabbi, <laughs> Bill Clinton. That's fucked up. Like he trolled everybody. That's what it is. It didn't make any fucking sense. Wow. Jeff Keeley later tweeted that he got arrested. So, oh my god! Yeah. Wait, what do you mean, kid? Are you like, are we talking a nine-year-old, a twenty-five-year-old? No, what do you like, mean by a, kid? like a like a teenager. He could be a yeah. little older than that, but like I'd say a teenager. I did not see this. Okay. I watched it on Twitch. I, I somebody fill me in. Maybe I, maybe on Twitch they cut it off. But I I urge you to like after this, just go look. It is bizarre. Like it was so weird, dude. Yeah. Did because of you. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Matan, you know, real quick, I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. All right. Well, the eventful evening. Congratulations. This has been such a... Did people later on, have you heard any feedback? Like people just tried to ignore it, like they didn't bring it up anymore or, or no, what the, No, it's the highlight of the Game Awards. <laughs> wow, I did not see this trend at all. That's funny. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people are talking about it. When it comes to the Game Awards, like that is one thing that is constantly being brought up is just that kid at the end. But Yeah, cool. No, that's that's fine. It's, yeah, that's funny. It's well, he could have said a lot worse shit, but oh, yeah, yeah, for it's sure. still kind of fucking bizarre that he said that, but it is what it is. That's fine. I want to thank my... <laughs> Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill, Bill Clinton. Clinton. That's nuts. Anyways, that was the Game Awards. Uh, when it came to the awards, there, there's obviously the other element of the Game Awards, uh, which is what I watch it for, and I'm sure it's what you watch it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the announcements and what's coming out next year, and what people have been working on. Uh, Chris, I don't know. Like top three person, give me, give me a few that you really thought were interesting to you. What, what you're yeah. looking forward to? Uh, I like the the Hellboy trailer. I thought that looked yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. That, like, you talk about making a comic book come to life through video game, and that just looked like it. Yeah. So much so that at first I thought we were watching like uh, some animated series that's going to come out on Netflix or something. Right. But it's a game, so I thought that that was pretty badass. Um, of course, the Death Stranding sequel—you mm-hmm. know, like I mean, you, that that was just 
very Hideo Kojima, obviously. Uh, I thought the trailer was a little long. This thing was like three, four minutes, and it kept going and going yeah. and going. But uh, it was fun to watch, and uh, definitely got everybody's uh, everybody's uh, heart uh, going. Anything to add here on the Death Stranding? What did you think about Death Stranding Two? Death Stranding Two. Um, you know, I I played the original for like I think I think I said six hours or something, and not gonna lie after experiencing what Hideo Kojima can actually do with the Metal Gear series yeah. I do kind of want to go back and play that one again um, I just feel like I have more of a, of a, an appreciation for his kind of art form when it comes to telling stories and, and all that so I think I, I know I have it on PlayStation Plus or something so I might actually go back and, and check it out uh, but I'm not gonna lie like it, seeing a sequel to that game obviously hypes hypes you up a little more like now i'm way more intrigued to go back and try it out so and it looks good again kojima style it's got a you know it's got some celebrities in there um it's not really explaining what this story is it's just a bunch of stuff that you really need to look into he even said in his speech that he wants you to look into it and talk about it which Mm -hmm. is great marketing if you know how square enix does it that's exactly what it is um so yeah and it was good to see the guy honestly I, yeah. I, I smiled when he came out. I was like, "Oh shit!" There's the there's the boy, but uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for it too. That's definitely a highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Street Fighter Six with the release date. I thought that was a really good trailer. We finally got to see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, gameplay footage that we hadn't seen before, yep. as well as uh, the inclusion of some of the newer characters. So I thought that was that was fun, and it's dropping on uh, like you said on June 2, 2023. So. Uh, at least we got the release date for that one. Looks good. So those are kind of like the three that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, anything to add on the Street Fighter pack? Yeah, Street Fighter was definitely uh, another highlight for me. Uh, I'm going to get it no, no matter what. I feel like I get every Street Fighter that comes out, so it's, it's whatever. It's just one of those things. Um, yeah. But you know what? This looks miles better than 5. I enjoyed 5 for what it was. But I think they've learned from Five's mistakes with with like all the microtransactions and stuff. I feel like they're gonna kind of rectify those mistakes with Street Fighter Six. Yeah, and there's still that whole element of like playing it in the arcade in the game or whatever. So I'm still interested in that. <laughs> I don't know what that's about yet. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely on my list as well. June second. That's that's soon. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, some things that caught my eye. Uh, Tekken 8 was uh, something I saw in the state of play that caught my eye back then, and just seeing more of it. Honestly, I might pick it up. It looks really cool. Plus, it's it's like, I, I, I'm i trying to like explore a bunch of fighting games. Like I'm playing a lot of, oh, I've also been, I should have said this before, Darkstalkers. I've been exploring the Darkstalkers series. And, really? Uh, Darkstalkers? I, I think huh? it's pretty cool. I think it's very simplistic, like when you play the old ones, for sure. But, I don't know, I'm just broadening my fighting game horizons. Um... The Super Mario Brothers movie looks incredible, dude. Yeah, man. It looks awesome. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for that. I know that's not a game, but that's just... Yeah. As a kid, this is what I thought this world would be, and it's great to see it on screen. That's all I'll yeah. say. Yeah. And you know what? We got to see. We got to hear more of Mario's voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, he doesn't talk like this. He talks like <laughs> a normal, like, hey, cool, dude. Like, he talks like a normal, like... Yeah. Because, listen... The Mario guy, he's not supposed to be some forty-five-year-old, and that's what he sounds like. You right. know what I mean? In those uh, in those traditional uh, video games, and uh, just to see a more youthful-sounding Mario, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And the movie looks fucking great, and the music sounds amazing as oh, well. Oh man, those scores with the Mario music is yes. so damn good. Yes. 
in like that little clip we got, we got so many references to games. Every time I see a trailer, there's so many references. Like there's like this little antique store with like the music boxes from Mario three. Like that's just a little example of like what they're doing. <laughs> These, uh, this movie is definitely going to have like those YouTube videos where like they try to dissect every scene and, and like oh, look at yeah. all these Easter eggs. You know what I mean? It's just one of them games right. and movies. You get it. And I love how like simple things like the moving platforms are used as like elevators in this world. Like, like, cause realistically you play Mario games. It's like, how the hell can they make a movie? But yeah, they're just making yeah. sense of it all. I guess. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, crash team rumble. That was an interesting surprise. We got a throwback to the crash bandicoot costume that, you know, uh, went to the Nintendo headquarters and blew into the megaphone. Um, yeah. he came out to present a new game. Not sure how I feel about this. Like it's definitely a multiplayer thing. Uh, that they're trying to capitalize on. But I like Crash, so maybe... I don't know. I'll check it out. And, uh, yeah, my my favorite announcement, even though it's not the first time I've seen it, but Final Fantasy sixteen is just looking better and better yeah. as they show it. Um, looks like it's really going to shake up the formula. There, I'm, I, I, It's not a secret that my favorite games of this series are the more <laughs> modern cyberpunky ones, but... Mm-hmm. I do appreciate the old medieval ones. Like I really liked nine. Nine was is considered one of the best of all time. Six is one that I'm probably gonna play in 2023. Finally get that off my list. Um, and 16 just looks like it's gonna, like just the fact that it's gonna be rated M is like very intriguing to me. Because now it's like they, it's almost like they took the the chains off and they have like this no holds barred like. We implied some things with stories in the past, but now we could actually go all out and show you like the rated M stuff and like you know, there's a there's a scene where like the the little kid just his brother or his not his brother, his like dad or something gets slaughtered in front of him and the blood spills on his face. It's like holy shit. Like that would never that would never yeah. be shown in another one, right? But yeah. It looks cool. I like the focus on the summons being like these beings that are like kind of intertwined within certain human beings. Like that like it's like you know, one guy in one city has this ability to turn into like Shiva or whatever. Yeah, it's just a cool take on it. And my biggest hope for this is uh, the director is uh, the same guy that that makes the story content for Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's widely regarded as the best story in all of Final Fantasy. So the fact that we're gonna get kind of like a single player Final Fantasy fourteen with this one is like very very exciting. So that's all I got to say. You know, I didn't get Zelda 2 <laughs> or Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, there's barely any like information or trailers to go on with that one. But Final Fantasy 16 has definitely taken over my uh, like like I know I don't know what I'm going to get with this one. And it's, it's kind of intriguing because of that, because Zelda, right. I kind of have an idea. But like with this one, it's like this might be my new favorite game of all time. It has like all the makings for it. Right. Yeah, no, for sure, man. So, are you picking yeah. that one up, uh, sixteen? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know you're into up. the uh, you're you're more into the medieval stuff. Yeah, I think it's uh yeah it's a nice change and uh, yeah because like you said everything's kind of been sort of cyberpunky new age whatever the fuck right but uh, this one kind of goes back so it's kind of cool uh, and I'll just briefly mention some of the other stuff in case anybody's interested but yep. Among Us is launching a hide and seek mode that's coming out on December 9th so. For the Among Us fans, Hades two, I mean that's a huge announcement. That but is a I, ha- big one. I haven't played Hades one, so it's kind of like, yeah. but I get it. Like that's that's a, that's a big one. That's a, that's a big one. That was that was game of the year for a lot of people. Yeah, a few years back, Bioshock. I also haven't played, but the the creator announcing the new Judas game, yeah, uh, a new Bayonetta game. That one's uh, not getting great reviews, but yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, the Celeste uh, shows off Earth Blade, which is like the next one. And Celeste is another internet darling, right? Yeah, so I want to try that one. Hard my, as fuck from what I've heard. but My, my dumbass, because it said in the beginning from the creators yeah. of Celeste, and I'm looking at how this one looks. My dumbass is like, they're going to call it like some other female name. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to be called <laughs> Ashley or something. Right. But no, <laughs> Earth Blade. <laughs> Earth cool. Blade. Way cooler. Yeah. Diablo 4. Um, that's another big one as well. June 6th. Man, starring June's going to... Starring June's, Halsey. June's going to be a huge month. Like, that's... Uh, you have Diablo 4, Street Fighter, and what's the other one coming out in June? Uh, was No, it wasn't Tekken. Which one was it? June. Street Fighter. Street, yeah, Street Fighter, but there was another one. Whatever. We, we know. Yeah, oh, you, oh uh, Final Fantasy 16 is June That's 22nd. right, that's right. Yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy 16, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Crash Team Rumble. Dude, that was crazy when Crash came down from the ceiling. Yeah, I was not expecting... Bro, that was probably the surprise of the night. Like, I was not expecting it. That's tremendous. Although, I did like Crash, but uh, you know who's... I really loved uh, Animal, when Animal came out to present That was work. also ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Animal was really, really good. Uh, Cyberpunk DLC. I mean, talk about uh, a resurgence with Cyberpunk 2077 DLC is is teased. So, right now, it's just a, a teaserini. And I think it's best to be kept as a tease. I think they learned the hard way about announcing a date yeah. you know uh from them so i think just by having uh teasers fine and then i'm not a fan of the series uh but armored cores a lot of armored core fans fires of rubicon 6 uh is announced so that's uh another one to get excited about i might try this one yeah this, this actually looks the- kind of cool there's a game that's not on this list but uh I'm interested to know how you feel about it i forgot what it's called but it's that gta like florida 90s game Oh geez, yeah, that that was wacky. What was that with, called? With the yeah. celebrities? Yeah, like Chuck Norris was in there. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what the hell was it called? Hold on, Florida nineties game. It feels like it should have come out on like the PlayStation Three era. Yeah, like it's it's a very wacky concept to do in twenty twenty two for sure. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it was interesting. But I will say this, I was a fan, because it reminded me a lot of Vice City, which I'm, I'm sure is what it was the inspiration for this thing. But, like, aesthetically, I was, I was like, I was pleased with it. I was like, okay, this sound, this looks like something that I could get behind. But it's doing the cyberpunk thing to me, where mm-hmm. I'm looking at the gameplay and it's first person, and I'm like, what a waste. What yeah. a waste. Chuck Norris, Kim Basinger, and Danny Trejo. What's it called? Uh, bu- 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 a new crime boss game, crime boss Roque City, Roque City. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen came out to uh, announce this one, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. And he plugged uh, Donnie Brasco. Did you see that? He did. Yeah. He's like, look it up. He goes, I was in that <laughs> movie with Al Pacino. Donnie Brasco, look it up. <laughs> this fucking crowd of young people didn't know what the fuck was going on, but yeah, Michael Madsen's a legend. Me and you were like flipping out, and some kids probably like get this guy off screen. Dude, I, to be fair, nobody got a standing ovation. But when I said Al Pacino come out, I thought he might get a standing ovation, but he didn't. My fucking jaw dropped. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is a good way to start. It's just yeah. so random. But like, I respect the man so much that I'm like, wow. And you know what I liked? He was like, 
I don't play. I don't play. I don't really play video games. Like I thought that was so refreshing just to get that out of the way, you know. Straight up, like don't act like you do. Like Vin yeah. Diesel was like, "Oh man, look at this game <laughs> when he came out that year." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that was that was great. Yeah, just be honest. Like, yeah, you're you're around it because of your kids, which is what he saw. Yeah, what what he said. Really cool. Uh, here here's a quick little fun thing I did. If we Let's tally up all the votes, oh yeah. Uh, I got ten of them right. You got six of them right. Nice. I win. Yep. You owe me a beer. <laughs> All right. That is it for episode number 55 of the podcast Fresh Cafe, special edition for the Game Awards. Even yeah. though we did, we did end up going uh, through some stuff in the beginning, which was which was nice. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Chris, throw out the plugs. Yes, we're on Podcast Fresh on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, love. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter, Podcast Fresh T.O. And also send us an email, podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. If you haven't already, check out the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, show number 57. We check out the episode with Nia Long. Nia Long is there. Nice. That's the one where uh, uh, Nia Long's trying to get into uh, the sisterhood, the sorority, and so she has to uh, put Will in an uncompromising position in order to do it, except uh, things don't go according to plan. And uh, uh, th- that's a funny episode. And then the other one is with uh, Brad Garrett. This is the one where Will has to uh, go into witness protection because he witnessed a murder. <laughs> it's as ridiculous as it sounds. And Brad Garrett's got to be the one to chase him around. And uh, he eventually, anyway, it's a wacky episode. Check that one out. It's great. Uh, I heard you like to dance. So uh, check out that episode. <laughs> and in the meantime, and in the between time, I'm Chris Torres. Ryan, take us home if there's nothing else you uh, got to plug. I'll take you home. I uh, just released another song called Bad Girls. Check nice. that out. It's uh, People love the beat on that one for some reason. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I might play that. I'll play that well, at I was just going to say, why don't you play it? I'll play it at the end for sure. Yeah, uh, let's if you guys dance. like it, go listen on my, my SoundCloud account, MC Acapella. Oh, man, I finally fixed my issue with that shit. Um, so let me quickly say, yeah, I, when, I, when I started releasing songs on Spotify... I thought they were going to get automatically released on my SoundCloud. Right. Turns out SoundCloud made a new account where those songs were getting released. So I had two MC Acapella oh, accounts. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. I had to talk to my distributor and tell them of the situation. And after like six days of emailing back and forth, trying to like explain like what this is. Yeah. They finally fixed it. So they deleted the old account and they uploaded my music that was on Spotify to my SoundCloud for me. Mm-hmm. And because it was all in one day... It was actually the same day, I believe, that I released Bad Girls. So I hit like seven tracks in a day and it got all these people's attention. And like these producers started messaging me. And I was like, all right, this is cool. (laughs) It it ended up working out. So I was like, all right, sick. But uh, yeah, so all my music is on SoundCloud. Like the stuff that I can't put on Spotify, if you guys want more of me, go to my SoundCloud, MC Acapella. It's on my Instagram page. And uh, yeah, I got a new one coming out on uh, on Friday coming up. I'm trying to do um, a song every two weeks on a Friday. So. I like it. Stay so busy, far, stay I'm, working. Uh, I'm three for three on that uh, mission. <laughs> good, good. Awesome. Very Keep good. it up, man. Thank you. And I'm also going to perform soon. More details on that later. Oh, shit. All right. All right. Chris got to come out again. Um, all right, Absolutely. guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time on the Podcast Fresh Cafe. Have a good night. Peace out. Yeah. yeah, whip around with Harley in a Maserati. Yeah, yeah. Then I play with pussy. That's Felicia Hardy. Hey. Hey. I just.
just smoke some tree outside with poison ivy. Chilling at the crib like widows all around me. Whip around with Harley in a Maserati. Maserati. Then I play with pussy, that's Felicia Hardy. Felicia Hardy. I just smoke some tree outside with poison ivy. Poison ivy. Chilling at the crib like widows all around me. Uh, bad girls fucking with these bad girls. Uh, playing with my curls. Uh, wearing Martha's pearls. Uh, I might smack that ass. Yeah. When they hit the twirl, I ain't gotta ask. Yeah. They know they my girls. Yeah. With Selena Kyle. Oh, and Felicia Hardy. Yeah. That's a lot of pussy. Yeah. That's a lot of pussy. Yeah. They be clawing at my neck. Then I hit it from the back. Black Canary wants a pack. I'ma get a screaming next. What? But if I do that shit, I might be going deaf. Screech is loud enough. There ain't no treble clefts. But now I've got a date in the narrows. Dr. Lee be bending over cause I paid her dinero. Yeah. Yeah. Whip around with Harley in a Maserati. Yeah, yeah. Then I play with pussy, that's Felicia Hardy. Hey, hey. I just smoke some tree outside with poison ivy. Chilling at the crib like widows all around me. Whip around with Harley in a Maserati. Maserati. Then I play with pussy, that's Felicia Hardy. Felicia Hardy. I just smoke some tree outside with poison ivy. Poison ivy. Chilling at the crib like widows all around me. Huh? Yeah. Bad bitches, man, I love these bad bitches. Uh, trying to get some riches. Uh, handing out the stitches. Uh, they be in my whip when I be hitting all them switches. Uh, fucking with them witches. Fulfilling Wanda's wishes. Yeah. Psylocke in my face while Mystique giving top. Yeah. This shit's about to pop. Uh, we just made this bop. Uh, yeah. So show them titties, yeah, and make the masses drop. Uh, man, shit's about to pop. Uh, yeah, we about to pop. Uh, yeah. Podcast fresh. <laughs>